Transformation in financial services, especially in a digital world, is a given. But breaking it down to a laser-focused level? Not so much. Seemingly endless choices exist in software development, customer experience, channel refinement, and so much more. What best represents that logical, powerful first action step? To find out, we'll talk with Julian Korb, lead partner for the U.S. Financial Services Advisory Practice at PwC. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Don't miss our immersive annual event, BAI Beacon, which takes place in Orlando, Florida, October 9th through 11th. It takes a team to transform an organization, and each team member has their own area of expertise that's critical to the effort. At BAI Beacon, you can find the topics most relevant to your individual role and regroup at the end of the day with fresh perspective and ideas. Save 50% when you register before May 31st. To find out more, visit BAIBeacon.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Fantastic to have you here with us. And today on the podcast, coming in from New York City, we have Julian Korb. Julian is the lead partner for the U.S. Financial Services Advisory Practice at PwC, where he works with banking, capital markets, insurance, and asset and wealth management companies. Julian, great to have you aboard. Hey, Lou, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. In a Forbes article that appeared in November, you said, in essence, to move ahead on digital transformation, banks should get tactical. Explain to us what you mean. It's time to get some results, right, and be a little bit more tactical, develop some initiatives and some projects in order to create some outcomes and becoming more digital. And that segues really nice into the interaction between customers and banks themselves. What have you seen evolve in terms of those interactions? Basic payment services have been integrated seamlessly into daily activities. Whether you want to order a car service, whether you want to pay for hotels, you don't really think through a separate payment transaction. It just happens very conveniently and very intuitively for many consumers. It's also much more intuitive in the way it's integrated into the technologies that you use every day. The smartphone is only 10 years old, and as consumers have started to adopt smartphones, that actually creates new distribution channels for banks. The development of bank applications have created a very intuitive design and intuitive interactions with customers. And then maybe the third point, there's an incredibly amount of data being available for the banks to actually create more personalized services and more personalized products. I think consumers feel that it's touching them directly. When we speak of touching them directly, that has a lot to do with open source. And I think there's some misunderstanding as to what exactly open source is. It's a buzz term. Why is it so vital to this digital transformation that's taking place? Open source software is software that can be accessed, modified, and distributed by anyone. So most of the technology that we see in banks today are what we would call proprietary technologies, and this property is owned by a company. 
and it will remain the case for some time. But some aspects of the software are starting to be shared with a broader community of people who actually contribute to the development of that software so that they actually can improve the effectiveness, the efficiency of that software without having to worry about licensing and the IP that actually would be owned by a company. The access and the community-based development approach are the two concepts that are key to open source software. And how can banks be part of that effort and really support it? So it has actually started a long time ago, right? When banks started to use Linux, which was an open source operating system that was developed in the late 90s, they actually started to experience open source as a very efficient way to have an operating system on their platform that was not only secure, but also a very enterprise-grade option. That actually created some high level of comfort for the banks to use open source. And what has happened more recently, it's not just using open source software, they're actually putting their own systems into the community. Things like commercial banking platforms, things like risk management platforms, they want to be able to share these platforms with clients, and they want to actually put them in a community of people that are going to contribute to the content itself and the software itself. And that's a really big transformation that we've seen. We're seeing banks introducing the concept of what we call API, application programming interface, where a client or a partner can integrate their own system with the bank systems in a very open way, in a very open manner, and actually benefit from that system that the bank gives to the community, if you will. It seems that there is a strong correlation between what banks can do with open source and what they can do in terms of leveraging tools to redevelop their channel strategies. What do you see as positive and powerful ways forward here? We are actually starting to see this omni-channel concept, which is really the concept that when a consumer will interact with the bank in the branch with the call center, online or on their mobile devices, they're going to have the same experience. And so this concept is evolving into what I would call omni-digital. Omni-digital is really the concept where consumers are going to interact with the bank only through digital forms, only on their online platform or their mobile applications. Our primary research at PwC indicated to us that 46% of consumers actually interacting with banks only through digital forms, up from 27% in 2012. So it's a significant change, and the banks need to actually look at new technologies and new tools, like the open source, like the digital banks, to actually change the way they distribute their product, change the way they acquire customers, and they engage with customers. And it's really through that digital distribution that we've seen a lot of evolutions through online and mobile-first banking models, and really leveraging, for example, the bank's payment infrastructure, payment capabilities to integrate with daily consumer activities. And the development of that ecosystem for the banks to become the center of an ecosystem where the products are distributed in a very digital way, but across very new channels, that has been a significant transformation of the industry that we've seen very recently. Going back to the Forbes article, you gave some terrific advice about being focused, not trying to be all things to all people and do all things. 
Give us an example of what that one thing might be and why it can create a solid foundation moving ahead. A lot of banks today are investing in customer experience. The first point of entry for the customers when they actually interact with the bank online or on the mobile devices. There's a lot of new capabilities and tools to make that experience more intuitive. And frankly, the customers, the bar is really high because the customers are expecting that experience to be very similar to the experience they have when they interact with the applications of big technology companies. So the banks are really have developed an experience that's very intuitive, that's very convenient, where the products and services are very accessible with just a couple of clicks, if you will. And that's where we see a lot of investment happening today, where you can make a difference in customer acquisition relatively quickly to create an experience that's on par with what customers expect to see when they compare a banking application with the application provided by some of the big technology companies. What do you find particularly exciting when you look to the near term or even a little bit further ahead in terms of this revolution? Two things, right? One is the transformation of the industry that we're serving, right? The transformation of financial services, the way financial services firms are interacting with their customers and the lessons learned they're getting from retail companies, technology companies, and so on, and integrating these lessons within their environment. I think it's quite fascinating. But the other, maybe even more revolutionary concept is as much as we're looking at financial services as a almost a vertical industry or a pillar of the industrial landscape, I actually see financial services becoming almost a horizontal, if you will, something that gets integrated into all the other industries, right? Financial services companies are getting integrated with retail, with uh, health providers, with travel agencies to provide a very different set of services where consumers like you and I are going to interface with a retail company or a technology company or a travel agency. And then we're actually going to leverage uh, financial services products without necessarily realizing that we're leveraging these products. And that's really that integration of financial services products within the other industries that I think is fascinating. Transformation, digitization, revolution, disruption. We are so lucky to have you at that privileged position. Julian, thank you for being on the podcast today. Very happy to be here. And again, thank you for having me. Julian Korb is the lead partner for the U.S. Financial Services Advisory Practice at PwC. He's based in New York City. You can look for Julian on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, there's a significant shift in banking to move internal systems into open source development. Now, what does that mean? Open source development simply is integrating platforms in, say, commercial banking, risk management, or client relations to let outside developers refine and improve them. This could also manifest itself through the Application Program Interface, or API. Think of using your Google account, for example, to log into a separate service. Number two, Omnichannel is giving way to Omnidigital. PwC statistics show that 46% of consumers interact with banks solely through digital. That's nearly double the 27% reported in 2012. Omnidigital means creating new tech tools for customer distribution, acquisition, and engagement through digital channels. 
And number three, a complex digital world necessitates starting with one thing, so consider customer experience. It's the point of entry for consumers, and right now the bar is high for banks. Matching what consumers experience in e-commerce and web search won't be easy. Embrace the greater goal of creating a smooth, fast digital journey that's only a few clicks away. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career. Everybody loves a success story, but what if that success story is a failure story? Here, Julian Korb takes us back 20 years to a time when he was fresh on arrival from France and learned to adopt the American high-tech paradigm of taking calculated risks in the name of substantial reward. Listen. I came from France to the United States in 1998, and something that really surprised me and inspired me, frankly, is when I started to work in New York with financial services firms in New York, I was very impressed with the risk-taking approach that the financial services or the banks really were ready to take. When you think about opening new market, developing new products, addressing new customers, I was quite kind of inspired by seeing this, which was a little bit different from what I was maybe used to in my home country. The concept that it is actually okay to fail as long as you learn from your failures. The concept that risk-taking is actually a way to move forward and to be more innovative. And for me, that I learned and that actually have incorporated in my approach to the market in my own career, take some risk, fail quickly, learn from your failures, move to the next initiatives and continue to innovate and bring new ideas to your clients and to the market. That was for me a very, very telling moment when I started to kind of learn the dynamics of the market was happening here in New York and how exciting it was for me to see that. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.